Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. This week on Tuning Out the News, big news' James Smartwood sits down for an exclusive interview with New York City Mayor Eric Adams to discuss whether he's the man to sweep Democrats to victory as effectively as he can sweep a homeless camp. And Inside the Hill covers Liz Cheney saying a Trump run for president could cause more Republican infighting than when they fought over who gets to boot her out of the party. But first, as the battle for Congress tightens, Republicans are hoping the country is such a disorienting nightmare that voters will say, screw it, let's elect Dr. Oz to the Senate. It's Thursday, October 27th. Welcome to Tuning Out the News, the podcast. Up first, Hot Take with host of PBS's Firing Line and Tuning Out the News contributor, Margaret Hoover. Hey, all you sleepless teeth grinder kings. I'm host who fetches the ball from my dog, Tyler Templeton. Top story, with 13 days until the midterms, the tires are coming off the country and Republicans are riding the glowing orange rims to an election night victory. And we Republicans earned this moment. We screwed up COVID, which caused a supply chain crisis, which caused runaway inflation. And now, according to 538, which is totally skewed unless it says what I want it to, the polls are trending in Republicans' favor. Yahoo, scootily dee doo. Republican control of the Senate and the future of mammalian life on Earth could come down to what happens in Pennsylvania, where Democrat John Fetterman debated Dr. Mehmet Oz. It was an amazing night between a man trying to convince voters he's a healthy human and a man trying to convince voters he's a human. But it was Oz who landed the decisive blow with this take on abortion. I don't want the federal government involved with that at all. I want women, doctors, local uh, political leaders, letting the democracy that's always allowed our nation to thrive to put the best ideas forward so states can decide for themselves. Yes, local political leaders are experts on this stuff. I can't name one difference between dictating women's health decisions and judging the town pumpkin carving contest. Joining me now to roll around in the news mud is co-host whose work performance reviews always have an entire section entitled Biting Incidents. Bonnie Davis. Hi there. Co-host who gives out Zippo lighters for Halloween, Susan Shepard. Good evening. Co-host who posts slideshows after guys' trips to Colorado with the caption, What a weekend full of epic conversations, Austin Sparks. Hey, Tyler. And host of PBS's Firing Line and voice of the wing of the Republican Party that doesn't only speak in tongues, Margaret Hoover. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Margaret. Great to be here. So, Margaret, Republicans caused a million or so COVID deaths, and fast forward, now vaccine skeptic Marjorie Taylor Greene is next in line for House Speaker. Everything worked out, huh? Republicans are cautiously optimistic going into the midterms, and that goes for the House Republicans and it goes for the Republicans in the Senate. Of course, they're two very different types of Republicans. Um, the Republicans in the House will be a different set of Republicans. If they win the majority, there will be a larger number of Republicans who you might agree with, uh, the kind that don't choose to certify elections. So rational um, Republicans. And that's not great for democracy, but uh, there will be some Republicans hopefully returning to the Senate who 
do believe in democracy voted to hold Donald Trump accountable, like Lisa Murkowski in the Senate. Uh, so you're going to have a mixed bag. Bonnie, what, what are you thinking in this moment? You know, milk is expensive. So, of course, we should vote in the party, slow roasting the planet and keep that cheap milk flowing into our sticky children's faces. Voters know that Republicans get stuff done. Just think about how we pulled off those several hundred thousand COVID funerals. Let's go back to that debate in Pennsylvania between David Mamet Oz and David Fetterman. Afterwards, there was a lot of speculation about whether Fetterman has the cognitive capacity to serve alongside mental super-athletes like Dianne Feinstein and Chuck Grassley to investigate. I respectfully purchased Fetterman's brain from my cousin Ricky. As you can see, Fetterman's brain is wrinkly, lacking the silky smooth linoleum sheen of a healthy brain. I've told it to roll over multiple times, and it does not follow basic commands. Margaret, back me up. Senators need to be geniuses operating at the very top of their intelligence to cast the vote their staff tells them to. Yeah, well, we all know that that's not true. What we do know, I mean, the voters of Pennsylvania deserve to know what the real mental and cognitive abilities are of the person they're about to vote for. And that's a pretty reasonable expectation. It is cute, though. And Daddy loves you. Who's oh. a good brain? Oh, I kind of want to vote for the I'll take you to the park later so you can play with the other dogs. Moving on, Republicans' only electoral weakness besides whenever our candidates say things or do things is the issue of abortion. But Florida Governor Ron Windshield Defogger landed on the perfect message. Here's what he said about Florida's 15-week abortion ban. I'm proud of the 15 weeks that we did. I know Charlie Crist opposes that, even though the baby is fully formed, has a heartbeat, can feel pain, and can suck their thumb. That's right. At 15 weeks, that blind, pear-sized baby is ready to strike out on its own. But no, it's spending the next 25 weeks playing video games and eating avocado toast. Get off your phone and join the military. You're translucent, so you won't need camouflage. Margaret, it's clear that DeSantis won this one and fully developed lungs are for cowards, right? Well, sort of. Yeah. I mean, look. Nice. Very nice. This is a, Roe v. Wade and the overturning of Roe v. Wade has been a massively catalyzing event in this election cycle. And there is no Republican strategist that will look you in the eye and tell you honestly that it hasn't blunted the momentum that Republicans actually had going into this election cycle. That said, Charlie Crist has been down 10 points consistently for several weeks to Ron DeSantis. And how Ron DeSantis handled that answer, while it is going to be much to the distaste of many vo Florida voters, it is probably not going to be the thing that changes a 10-point percentage, a 10-percentage point lead between DeSantis and Chris that has gone on for several weeks. Right. And no fully formed human should have to ever feel pain. That's why it's great that so many Floridians are addicted to opioids. Bonnie, what, what are you thinking in this moment? Well, Robbis to Santa Claus is right. Republicans want sensible limits on abortion, while Democrats want to allow it up to when the baby is old enough to rent a car, as if the pandemic hasn't hurt those car rental agencies enough. Imagine the devastation of a child being aborted before it has the chance to enjoy living in Ron DeSantis's Florida. Oh, the joy of contracting COVID at Disney World and the thrill of suing your teacher for being gay. Absolutely. Moving on, our Lord and Savior Donald Trump is selfishly taking time away from stealing the 2020 2024 election for himself 
to steal the 2022 election for the Republicans who will rig the 2024 election for him. The Rolling Stones report that in recent months, Trump has convened a series of in-person meetings and conference calls to discuss laying the groundwork to challenge the 2022 midterm results. In these conversations, pro-Trump groups, attorneys, Republican Party activists, and mega diehards often discuss the type of scorched earth legal tactics they could deploy. Whoa, are we going full on autocracy? Because that is, uh, yikes. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not at all a little terrified that we're finally going through with it. Tyler, are you okay? Yes, even though my life is largely fine, I want an autocracy. Can someone open a uh, window? Tyler, you're sweating your freaking ass off. Don't talk, I, it just makes me more sick. Susan, did you say you wanted a ginger ale? No. Fine, I'll drink it. Not that I need it, because I like living in an autocracy. Actually, I love it. I've never been happier and my pulse less scary loud. Margaret, explain why this is just classic political gamesmanship and also please list the symptoms of a panic attack. Take a deep breath. You can take some comfort in the fact that Donald Ooh. Trump's election shenanigans Ooh. that all filtered Ooh. through the courts, 60 plus cases in the last election uh, 2020, not a single one okay. of them was able to pass okay. muster with a judge, whether that judge was appointed by Ooh. a Democratic president, a Republican president, or Donald Trump himself. On the other hand, can I take my socks off? If you really want an autocracy, uh, would that be weird? You can be delighted that uh, signs are in place that there's a Jesus really Christ. scary Where the fraction heck is the of ginger Americans ale? that seem to be agitating in that direction. All right, now that Margaret has calmed down finally, Austin, can you give us a preview of Sparks? Thanks. As everyone surely knows by now, I am host of Tuning Out's raucous, can they say that? Late night show, Sparks. And this week's episode is absolutely epic sauce. First up, me and Elise Stefanik hit pumpkins with hockey sticks. Then I keep swallowing roaches till Vanessa Lachey gives me a rib-cracking Heimlich. And yeah, it's our big phone interview with Terry Hatcher. Finally, it's back! Our YouTube challenge where parents tell their kids there's fentanyl in their Halloween candy. Here's a taste. You know how you got candy last night? Well, turns out there's fentanyl in it. Yes. Fentanyl, sweetie, yes. in your candy. Whoa, and they only get better than that, I promise. That's tonight on Sparks. Sounds great. Thank you to my co-host and tuning out the news contributor, Margaret Hoover. Thanks, Margaret. Thanks. Thanks so much, Tyler. She is the host of PBS's Firing Line with Margaret Hoover. It's on channel 13 or 8 or something weird. All right, Inside the Hill is up next. Sarah, what do you got? Great show, Tyler. Thanks, Mommy. I mean, Tonight, wait. Liz Cheney expresses hope that the Republican Party will finally stop Donald Trump from perverting the party into the thing it's always been. That's ahead. Up next on Tuning Out the News, the podcast, the panel of Inside the Hill discusses Liz Cheney's wild predictions about the future of the Republican Party. Hey there, Jordan Klepper from The Daily Show and Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. On the go stain pen, turn stains into different looking stains. Welcome back. 
This week on Tuning Out the News, Inside the Hill hosts Rich Ballard and Sarah Sabo discussed the uneven split developing within the Republican Party and condemned the Democratic Party for its stance on corporations. Tonight, Liz Cheney warns that if Trump is the Republican nominee, the party might lose its massive Liz Cheney voting block. Let's go Inside the Hill! I'm Rich Ballard, and my wife has been on a yoga retreat for the past two years. I'm Sarah Sabo, and I'm still mad at my children for looking weird in their ultrasounds. Joining us on the panel is Wall Street Journal columnist looking forward to an afterlife of being pummeled by a few hundred justifiably enraged elephants, Eleanor Palmer. Hello. And Princeton history professor who has eight friends named Harrison, Dr. Ike Bloom. Greetings. Let's jump in. The Republican Party is questioning whether Donald Trump should be its next nominee as legal troubles threaten to completely engulf him in small fines and wrist slaps. At the center of the Never Trump Rebellion is beacon of morality Liz Cheney, who believes the party is moments from suddenly abandoning the policies and rhetoric it spent several decades perfecting. You think the Republican Party can be saved? I think that the um, party has either got to come back from where we are right now, which is a very dangerous and toxic place, or the party will splinter and there will be a new conservative party that rises. And if Donald Trump is the nominee of the Republican Party, the party will shatter uh, and there will be a conservative party that rises in his place. Yes, Liz Cheney is an expert on the Republican Party. That's why, in her primary, she effortlessly sailed to getting completely destroyed. Right. I mean, Trump holds power over a mere fraction of the party, that fraction being four-fifths. If you flip that poll upside down, that's when things get exciting. Yeah, it sure does. Panel, jump in here. And just think how big that anti-Trump percent would be if Liz Cheney's dad hadn't sent so many good Republicans to die in Iraq. My wager is ultimately the Republican Party's cooler heads will prevail, specifically the ones that cool off post-decapitation. The number one rated show on cable news by far is Tucker Carlson Tonight, and I'm sure every Republican is watching it purely out of disgust. Yes, there are so many good Republicans, if you know where to look. Tell us more, Miss Sabo. I will, in our segment called Good Republican Stories. I heard these mysterious good Republicans hide out deep in the forest, singing merrily near a babbling brook. I heard good Republicans live in castles made of glass and honey, where they sip upon thimbles of milk. When dandelion seeds float atop the breeze, the sighting of a good Republican, I guarantee. Legend has it that atop the hat of a friendly gnome, where fairies gently make their home, a good Republican is said to roam. Why are you talking like that? I'm talking exactly like you're talking. This has been Good Republican Stories. All right, time for some off-the-record chit-chat about the folks juggling our rights over a burning safety net. It's time for some Beltway Gossip. The waiter at Le Diplomat let it slip that after Clarence Thomas shielded Lindsey Graham from testifying before a grand jury, he appeared at the Supreme Court sporting a forehead-mounted billboard reading, Elect Republicans. Ooh, Ooh. Interesting. 
Now listen to this, I saw Ted Cruz at Yankee Stadium getting ready for bed under the mistaken impression he was at home after being greeted just like his family greets him every night. Of course. Well, my dry cleaner heard that Kanye West was at Adidas headquarters trying to sketch out the best shoe design for goose stepping. Ooh, need a good meal. I overheard a White House intern say that President Biden is attempting to protect the safety of Arizona election officials by using Major's gene pool to rapidly breed an army of demon guard dogs. Very hot. I was at the hospital for a checkup and walked by Dr. Oz trying to show he's a native Pennsylvanian by having surgery to look more like the Philadelphia fanatic. Oh, Oh. I hadn't thought of that. And that's your Beltway gossip. Well, I finally got my vial of Archduke Ferdinand's blood, so I'm going to plop down in my study, drink it by myself, and watch Queen Latifah kick someone's ass on my big TV. So that's all the time we have. You know, I hope Mayor Adams cleans up the streets so I don't have to see crime on my way to commit white-collar crime. I saw someone give a homeless man a bottle of water today, and I was so upset I forgot my goddamn name. When Tuning Out the News returns... James Smartwood miraculously avoids getting his skull crushed by the NYPD and conducts an exclusive interview with New York City Mayor Eric Adams. That and more after the break. This week on Big News, James Smartwood sat down with New York City Mayor and rising Democratic Party star Eric Adams to discuss his hopes for the future of New York as well as his political career. Tonight, I sit down with Democratic Rising Star and New York City Mayor Eric Adams to discuss whether he has what it takes to succeed Joe Biden as the mega Botox 30 stapled face of the Democratic Party. It's time for some big news. Good evening, I am news anchor speeding in a luxury fact-mobile down Headline Highway before plunging off Journalist Point and blowing up in a ball of stories in Scoops Canyon, James Smartwood. Tonight, when Republicans are not dismissing President Trump's crimes as the youthful indiscretions of a wayward 76-year-old, they're campaigning against Democrats for being soft on crime. For answers, the Democratic Party has turned to the only one in their ranks potentially weird enough to take on Donald Trump, New York City Mayor Eric Adams. I sashayed these little hips to New York City Hall to ask Mayor Adams about crime, conservative governors trafficking migrants, and whether Adams has what it takes to carry on the Democrats' proud tradition of being functionally Republican. Mr. Mayor, thank you for taking time from pressure-washing City Hall for traces of Rudy Giuliani to speak with me today. Uh, Let's begin with your journey to the mayor of the greatest city on earth where you can watch Hugh Jackman sing and dance for a mere month's salary, New York. You grew up poor, became a cop way back when and only paid low six figures, worked your way up to captain, got elected borough president of Brooklyn, which I've heard great things about from my interns who live there six to a bedroom. Then you were elected mayor of New York City over Mr. Charisma himself, Andrew Yang, with a message that you're a man of the people and tough on crime. Now Democrats are looking to you as the future of the party until the Supreme Court rules it's illegal to be a Democrat. Why has your story broken through? I mean, doesn't the Democratic Party have enough jacked vegan ex-cops, sexagenarian club kids? <laughs> That's a great description. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think pragmatic. You know, mm-hmm. all of us remember and recall our grandmothers, our aunties, our mom and dad, just giving us common sense. Everyone talks about dollars and cents. No, it's common sense. Mm-hmm. And that is the philosophy. That is how I approach life. Just common sense things to do. 
Speaking of common sense, you've said that because of rare gems and stones under New York, there's a special energy that comes from here. Do you stand by that statement? Yes, oh, don't you feel it? You know, oh, I, I wear my, my gems and my stones. Uh, great energy. Now, here's the problem, though. Every four years, a politician says, I believe my city is powered by gems. Weirdo voters get them elected. Then, like clockwork, the lobbyists move in and the politician abandons their whole wackadoodle vibe. Can you look me in the eye and promise that you're different and by the end of your first term, we'll build a giant glass eyeball that unlocks New York's interdimensional power? Well, first of all, uh, all the lobbyists can't move in. It's too uh, expensive. We right. got to bring down the cost of living in New York. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you going to build that eyeball, though? Yes, without a doubt. Now let's talk about your feud with Republican Texas governor and rich villain in a 1980s ski patrol comedy, Greg Abbott. He's been busing migrants to New York City in protest of the Biden administration's immigration policies, and also Republicans not paying enough attention to him. Obviously, you've opposed these actions. If you and Governor Abbott cannot agree that migrants are political props, what hope is there that Americans can find any common ground? Listen, he is inhumane. He's carried mm -hmm. out inhumane actions, and it really is just put a tarnish on the dignity of this country. Now you're just quoting his campaign slogans. And so we say, those who come here, we're going to fulfill our legal but moral obligation to take care. Now, in response, you've threatened to send New Yorkers to Texas to campaign against Governor Abbott. First of all, great plan. There's nothing Texans love more than being told what's best for them by New Yorkers. But if you do it, those New Yorkers will need strong, substantive opposition research on Governor Abbott, which luckily my team has dug up. Go ahead, uh, read those aloud, see what you think. Sounds like a plan. All right. Greg Abbott is proud that Texas ranks 31st in education, but that's because he thinks it's out of, <laughs> it's out of 100 states. That's right, that's a good one. <laughs> Greg Abbott is so unlikable, Heidi Krul wants to marry him. That's right, <laughs> absolutely. Greg Abbott is so bad. And how bad is he? That Texas voters are considering doing the unthinkable, electing Beto O'Rourke. Oh. It's fine, he's hot. Now on the campaign trail, when you weren't talking about your number one issue, what you put in your morning smoothie, you were talking about crime. Bloomberg reports that misdemeanor arrests in New York City jumped 25% in the first six months of Mayor Eric Adams' administration. These are small crimes like subway fare evasion and sleeping on a park bench, but these arrests do let concerned New Yorkers know Mayor Adams will not tolerate being poor in this city. Can you promise that by the end of your term, every New Yorker will be rich or in jail? <laughs> every New Yorker will feel safe. Misdemeanor arrests, those are the quality of life issues. We mm -hmm. lost almost $500 million on those jumping the turnstile, no enforcement. Mm -hmm. They start out as misdemeanor arrests, they enter the system, then they commit felonies. That's mm -hmm. what history has shown us. Now, in one notable police incident, the NYPD arrested a saxophone musician for allegedly violating subway rules and regulations. You call the NYPD's response proper policing. Are you concerned the NYPD does not have enough funding when you only have six cops in your saxophone strike force? Oh, negative. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Omnipresence, them being there, quality of life is a number one issue people yep. complain about. Yep. Well, do you need additional resources to protect the city from the other instruments out there? Um, Someone could be playing the trumpet, <laughs> trombone, piano. Um, what else is there? Sac well, we talked about saxophone. That was the big one. And that's the one where the guy got roughed up pretty bad. Now, you are a man of the people, specifically the people buying $25 Heinekens while sporting pit stains so large they meet in the middle. You've been spotted at clubs and restaurants throughout the city saying it's about making sure that people come here. Now, I'm with you. The best way to get people out to the clubs is to say, guess who might be there, the cop mayor. 
It's not just that you want to go to the clubs, right? <laughs> well, you know what? I'm the nightlife mayor because nightlife is a multi-billion dollar industry, and mm -hmm. I want to protect those dishwashers, those cook, those low-wage employees. Right. Let them know we support them. Uh, I think you just want to go to the club. Well, let's actually have some fun and pretend we're at the club right now, okay? You ready? Mm-hmm. This is the hottest new track from the Viacom CBS licensable music library. It's called Funk Party Jam Clean Edit Parentheses No Vocals. Are right, you ready? Hey, pretty cool club, huh? New York's back! Wait, what's the mayor doing here? Doesn't he have to be awake in like two hours? And didn't he just turn 62? New York makes you healthy. Any fact checkers up in this club? I guess it's kind of cool. I always thought this club needed that sweet Jess came from a laundromat's ribbon cutting vibe. <laughs> Now, President Biden is on the campaign trail, striking a very Eric Adams-esque tone with respect to law and order. Have you considered borrowing one of Joe Biden's trademarks and getting contacts that give you a pair of bleak, lifeless shark eyes? <laughs> Negative. I love my eyes. What about seesawing in and out of COVID every 20 minutes? Have you considered stealing that from Biden? Uh, no, we are fine. What about bi-weekly brow lifts? Negative. Maybe you could give more sound bites to begin with to quote my good friend Strom? No. What about heading down to the shelter and adopting a couple of the most violent dogs since the third act of Cujo? I'm trying to find a dog. Oh, uh, you'll be fine. There are dogs everywhere. <laughs> Mr. Mayor, thank you and best of luck. Not that you'll need it with all your quantum chakras aligned and gem bracelet fully charged. <laughs> thank you, Mayor Adams, but I will note that as of this airing, Central Park woefully lacks the promised glass eyeball. Typical politician behavior there. After the break, James Smartwood announces a new, exciting media endeavor that is both highly vital to preserving our fragile democracy and a shameless cash grab for himself. Stick around. The History Channel, more ready to believe that aliens came to Earth than brown people could build a pyramid. Welcome back, everyone. You know, before we go, with democracy in peril and fascism on the rise, it's more important than ever that journalists like myself stay laser-focused on delivering hard, well-researched, in-depth reporting. That, and not the dollar signs pulsing atop my eyeballs, is the sole motivation for me uncontrollably expanding my media reach and introducing three new newsletters, eight new books, and 500 new podcasts. Whether it's my 1,000-page stream of consciousness book entitled Truth Under Fire, America at a Crossroads, or my podcast about Little Richard or whatever, my news empire will be so large and the journalism so thin that you'll wonder if it's even there. Because news is words, and it's time I say more of them. Good night, everyone. I just realized I've had a Jolly Rancher inside my mouth this entire broadcast. Until next week, this has been Tuning Out the News, the podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a five-star rating on Apple or Spotify. Watch Stephen Colbert Presents Tuning Out the News on Comedy Central, Wednesdays after The Daily Show. And follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.